defensive service into the penalty area. It's an own goal. Newcastle have hope. Eric Dyer couldn't decide whether to boot it out or head it. Got caught in between and beats his own goalkeeper. So they scored inside the first two minutes and they've scored inside the final two minutes. And it's Newcastle two, Tottenham three. But more importantly, it's WHU is Moab FC at 684 and Mount Sunflower FC at 703. And given how the Flaming Caucasians' first week is off to a horrible start, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of Moon Premier League talk on this podcast. So it's Steelers night. So it's just me and Dave tonight on the podcast, unless somebody straggles in late. How's it going? It's going well. It's uh, twenty four point six over here. What's it? What's it over there? Twenty. What's twenty four point six? I don't get that's it. What, that's the score of my game. I got twenty four point six points. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, my team's second. Uh, I have tied six, with the Kamloops for second. I have six point five. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Connor Hellebuck happened. Oh, so he got minus points. Uh, both games. <laughs> I'm so happy we got that roll in there. Well, there's the scores. Um, yeah, so you're off to a good start. Uh, yeah, I'm very happy with my start. Unfortunately, uh, my wing, one of my wingers got hurt and is out for six weeks. Yeah, I saw that. But... Uh, unfortunately for Dave Locke, or I'm sorry, not Dave Locke, Dave McGrain, Nathan McKinnon has been COVID positive for about a week. So uh, he's got a big old donut, thank God. And Nurse has been very disappointing. Back to normal. He's got two points. That's, that's two more than my second defenseman has. Even your bench is doing well. I'm telling you. We're feeling it. It's the Brie de La Fontaine new brand. The guys are very excited, and they're bringing it. And I don't think they want to have that game or that team name for next year. <laughs> so uh, they're playing to get rid of the team name. My, I, mine's playing for it. So maybe that, that's probably justice. Since I like that you right. have uh, 6.5 points, and Hedman has five of the 6.5. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Yep, Hellebuck negative two point five. Klingberg's hurt already. Klingberg, Klingberg got hurt first period of the first game. There was a weird thing. Um, I, I must have screwed something up in the beginning or or whatever on the site. And when people made some pickups and um, picked up and dropped the guy that was in their lineup, it subbed them in. That's why if okay. on mine, I had to, uh, the only one it happened to, as far as I can tell, was with the floppers and Ryan Suter. So I have to delete any points Ryan Suter gets this week for him and add any points that Orloff gets for him. 
Okay. So if anybody's paying any attention to that, they see one adjustment. That's what that's about. So all these scores are legit. I think all the scores are legit. I know. Yeah, I know mine because it's been really easy to track the lack of scoring I have. So I know it's balls on straight. Correct. So <laughs> it's not hard to add yours. <laughs> nope, it's pretty easy. What is the deal with CBS Sportsline? And every single year, the first week is crap. I don't know. It doesn't do it in football or baseball, but it does it in hockey. It's like it's rusty or dusty or like they got to shake the computer off. No, I, I don't know if it's because I had to make a slight adjustment to fix that little hiccup I mentioned. And that sort of mm-hmm. screws up the setup of the league for a day. It shouldn't have adjust, affected it at all. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems like every year in week one, something gets fouled up. So we're halfway through. And Jenga time is leading the league in scoring. And I was wondering how many of those players did you draft for him and that he complained about? Uh, so he's his leading scorer uh, at 9.1 points, Jack Campbell, I drafted for him. And I think he said on the podcast last week, he sucks. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure that was his response to having <laughs> to check Jack Campbell. But um and then I also drafted Oliver Bjorkstern, which he was very down on. And even Pat was like, well, no, he scored points for us. And so Bjorkstrand's got six. So um, so 15.1 of his 29.1. But that's out of two two out of six guys. So. Oh, you didn't draft Svechnikov? I don't think. No, he protected Svechnikov. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think he protected point Svechnikov. Carl Carlson and Wierenski. Okay. Call. And I had to laugh this week when I saw Konechki scored. <laughs> and I just remember him saying like, I hate it's him. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the other big score. Yeah. And, and uh, the Carolina move is uh, looking good for Andy, I guess. Uh, he's off to a fast start. Stamkos. Yeah, he's tied with me for second, 24.6. Stamkos all the way. I guess when you score, what was it? They were down to that game halfway through, and then when they get like five goals in the third period or something like that. Yeah. And Tony D'Angelo is on the board. So apparently he's playing and he's got some points. The the closest game is the Nordiques in Toronto and hockey. That's a close game. I wonder if there's anyone on the Toronto No Hockey starting lineup that has been dropped. I think he still has all those players. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, um, you know, he, he, he listened to the podcast last week um, when we were showing the over-under on how many pickups he was going to make, and he told me um, it would be under 75. Um, so I thought we would introduce a new, um, a new feature to the podcast that we can do each time. So I'm going to play the opening for it. And now, this week's Toronto No Hockey Transaction Tracker. So, <laughs> highly paid uh, voiceover artist uh, for the MHL podcast now. So, um, I think he's had two pod, two transactions since um, last podcast. Correct. Yeah. Um, so. so, are you going to count the transactions since the draft? 
I think we should count the ones since the draft because I think when yeah. we that conversation, and I think we were talking about the nine or ten that he had had since the draft. Um, I think I think it was twelve. <laughs> twelve. So well, there's five on the first page. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> so fourteen. When was the draft? Uh, it was September 24th, right? We were in Fargo. Something like that. Uh, yeah. 25th. 25th. Uh, so maybe those last ones I mentioned were, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be draft picks cause they would show up as draft picks. So you should have 14 in three weeks. Yeah. 14 in three weeks. That's right. Okay. Now how long is this season? <laughs> <laughs> 20 weeks. So he only has Although, to average, it doesn't have to average a whole lot to get there. But you can only pick up till the beginning in week 19 or something. Yeah. Like that, there's right? 19 weeks of pickups. Okay. So, but there's a three week break in the middle where he can have second, third and fourth thoughts on the pickup he just had during the Olympics. Right. So he could, oh, pile, oh, oh. he could pile up yeah, right. 15 picks right in that break. Just being impatient <laughs> waiting for the next game. All right. So you're a smart guy. Okay. There's how many weeks left? He has 14 now. How many does he have to average to break over 75? Can I do the math on my phone? Oh, yeah. If you can even do that, I'd be impressed. He's to average if three points. If a train three. leaves <laughs> Toronto, no hockey, going 70 miles an hour. Okay, go ahead. 3.2 a week. Mm, that's that's, that's steep. A lot. That's maybe, a lot. Maybe seventy-five was a bit optimistic. Well, what's a challenge to him now? Yeah, I think if he's like in week fourteen at sixty, he's got to go for it. Can we? Can we? There's got to be some way to monetize this. <laughs> the last place gets some money in this league, right? No. Uh, no, last place does not get money. Oh, I don't okay. think. I don't think we added that. To this league. Okay. Oh, that was soccer. Yeah, we added it to soccer and we put it last year in the right COVID year. Okay. I was just trying to think if we could somehow kick him some money for if he got a no, nah, then then he'd just go for the money. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll be exciting to watch. And and if we could add that woman announcer to many segments of the show, that would be great because I, I love that. Well, let's hear it one more time. And now, this week's Toronto No Hockey Transaction Tracker. <laughs> it's really nice. Oh, it's high-quality podcasting here. That's really good. I like it. Yep. So. All right, so period one ends what? Saturday night? Period one ends Saturday night, yep. All right. And the Rats have 3.8 points so far. Rats are off to a very slow start. So the Rats have Marc-Andre Fleury, who in his return to Pittsburgh got shelled with four goals in the first period. He got pulled, I think it might have been halfway through the first period. Yeah, he's actually got more negative than uh, Hellebuck has for me. Yeah, minus 3.2. Not a good way to start in Chicago. Bobrovsky has 8.7. 
So what what do you do to get points as a goalie these days? Is it mostly saves and wins? It's saves and wins on the positive side and goals against on the negative side. So when you say goals against, is it like how many goals you give up? Yeah. Is a certain number? Yeah, here, I'll pull it up. So I can't remember how we did it last year. So goalies get two points for a win, two points for a shutout. Like a bonus two points for a shutout. Yeah, yeah, because we're not doing the goals against the four, five, four, three, two points per win anymore. So it's just two points for a win and then two points for a shutout. And then point one for a save. Okay. And then negative one point five for a loss. And negative point five for a goal against. So the same as the COVID system. So every goal they give up is a half a point down. Yep. What if they give up four goals in the first 10 minutes of a game? Well, that still counts as one game then. Still counts as one game, yeah. Well, that's lucky for him or Florida yeah, would I mean, be even further you, down. Yeah, they need to hope their team comes back to get them off the hook of the negative 1.5 for the loss. Hmm. Can I just tell you how happy I am that negative points are in play in the <laughs> NHL? It's the old like left-handed relief pitcher in Nesba. You know, it's you're playing defense with these goalies now. I'm not really enjoying it this week. Well, Vasilevsky started out negative this week too. So yeah, he doesn't get a lot of saves. He's like the Manchester City of MHL goalies. Well, I'm glad you brought them up because what a brilliant move that was. On uh, I'm the I'm the king of making switches on my teams in Moon Premier League. Thirty-three point change getting Watford out and putting Man City back in. Now, why did you make that move? I just didn't think Watford. I looked at Watford against Liverpool and thought, okay, they're going to have, like, there's no way they're getting any possession time. I thought, well, maybe they'll get saves. but And, it, and I figured I figured Man City against Burnley would have the ball 75% of the time. So mm-hmm. I, I knew I would get possession points from Man City and just hope against the, the offsides versus, no, I'm not going to, and then hope for saves and, I mean, Watford gave up five goals and had four saves. So, yeah. So, I so for Man City, for them to work out for you, you need like 75% of possession. Well, I, I mean, if I got what I got from them last this game, because it was two saves and I think 68%, so that was worth 22 points. They didn't have any offsides in that game. That's all you, that's, all you need is no offsides. And I'm watching Manchester United and Ronaldo's offside constantly. And then he's complaining that no one's passing him the ball. So did you see the highlight of the Harry Kane goal? Mm-mm. I did not see Harry Kane score. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to – hold on a second. Let me, um, let me do something here since it's just the two of us. We might as well indulge. Um, Let's go full soccer and screw hockey. Yeah, exactly. I want you to see it so you can tell me why it wasn't offsides. Oh. Okay. So I'm going to play it right now, and and all of you on the podcast, you're going to get to hear it, and maybe an advertisement first. Oh, good gentleman, Jack. <laughs> of all the ways to make your dad MHL proud. potting in the corner, sponsored by Gentleman Jack. Am I going this to get might to see your favorite? Oh, okay. Oh, I got to share screen. Shit. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, let me go do that first. Sorry about that. Okay. Can you, gentleman Jack. Can you see it. Yep. It's something that the players are adapting to. It won't be easy for them, but they'll still want to play. He's made a run here. I think the flag will go. How, how is that not offside? It's in the back of the net, 
and the flag does go up on the near side. They reviewed it and overturned it. Hence the wry smile. He made the run earlier, the ball arrived a little late. It's just playing on that shoulder, isn't it? He's just in a position now where he's so offside and he tries to bend his run. He's arcing it. Well, well that looks yeah. very tight to him. Mankeo at the top of the picture. The guy at the top of the, the screen played him onside. Yeah. As well so this season, Stephen. But this is close. And VAR, as you would expect, are having a look at it. It's very close because you look at the line of the grass at the oh, top. He's and definitely you look onside. At yeah, he's onside the right, there right for sure. Position, but so this is onside. If, I think I, it's onside. Is the way it works is when when you make your run, if the ball's in route, then it doesn't matter that you're ahead of the ball because that's the only they way that makes it sense. to when the pass is made. Okay, so when the you, guy makes the pass, as soon as he makes the pass, you can break beyond the defense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that always Absolutely. been that way? Because I don't remember when I played soccer that it was that way. I just I, remember I, remember. I just remember you always had to stay behind the ball and stay behind the defend, the, the last defender. But I, maybe that's why I never scored a goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was constantly on sides. You're just such a rule follower. <laughs> yeah, so he was – a lot of times when you see a forward – like past the two defensemen closest to him, there's usually like a third or fourth guy out wide who screws up and is like way too far back and isn't paying attention and plays him on. Right. And but, that's what happened there. But in this case, the guy yeah, the that far guy, top right. played him on. Right. So, but, so he makes this run and there's the ball. So it's, he's, he's making the pass. It's uh, right. This is so great. I, I, us talking I about a video on a podcast. Uh, I think it's when he, goes to kick the ball, like when his foot hits the ball is when you have to be onside. I don't know how to like go super slow on YouTube videos, but... ...in the right right back position. Stephen, I think this is onside. I think it's onside. They thought it was onside. So. And then, Look, and then VAR the VAR is never wrong. And so. the finish of it was awesome, how he just sort of popped it up over the goalie's head, and that was sweet. So... Well, it's Harry fucking Kane. Harry fucking Kane's on the board in the Moon Premier League for the first time. Took him eight weeks. The number two pick has, overall. Who has Harry Kane? Uh, man, you nutted. My, uh, my former fire chief. Okay. He must just be so pissed about this whole situation because he drafted Kane, what, second, third? Second, sec, third, third. Third in the first round. Third, third overall. Yep, third overall. Wow. That's yeah, goal number one, eight weeks in. <laughs> uh, and if it wasn't for Chris, he'd be in last place. <laughs> well, he might I thought be. Chris climbed out. Yeah, of yeah I, as soon as I said that, but I won't edit that out because it'll piss Chris off. Um, but I think you're right. Chris did climb out. You're going to get an angry email from uh, Chris yeah. and then some murder cabin get, threats. Get, definitely get some threats. <laughs> <laughs> we need to come up with a. I need to find a voiceover for a murder cabin segment too. I think that's all we're going to oh, do right. with the podcast, just come up with all sorts of regular segments. There's got to be some kind of uh, stinger for like a murder cabin update. Right. And, you know, you can get some scary music along with the announcer saying, the this is the murder cabin update. Is that what that female Toronto No Hockey voice is? A stinger? Is that industry talk? That's a stinger? Uh, no, technically a stinger is like music of a certain length that like... Um, uh, it's man, it's hard to explain. Like a, like a jingle kind of, but like a short 
Oh, okay. So not like our podcast know. opening, but something shorter than that. Yeah, it's not like a theme song. It's a it's a real short like soundbite. Okay. Not soundbite, but sound. Fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to no put you on the spot. I'm just gonna give up. Well, since we moved on to soccer, let's talk a little soccer. Um, it's uh, Kip's at the Steelers game, so he's not joining us tonight. But he had a, uh, as my little pre-production item mentioned, he uh, took a little hit there late in the, very very late in the game today, um, for what you should be think is your what should be your most favorite category of own goal at negative twenty going to go negative go big negative right man it's just a killer you know it's this league's going to come down to own goals i think it might i mean like we were saying last week I, you would think everybody would get one or two by the end but uh, someone's going to have just like one more than the other exactly. especially at the top and that's going to kill them yeah because well we got five out of 11 now i've had one so half the league at the quarter point I've had one. It's just so deflating, especially when you're watching the game and you're watching that team and you see it bounce off a guy and you're like, oh, no. Well, that one today, his was just bad. I mean, that was a rough – that was a really rough – you didn't see that either? So I did not see that one. Eric Dyer, though, for Tottenham. Although he was – apparently he saved – a fan today? Oh, really? So a fan in the stands when like collapsed and they were doing CPR on him, and him and another guy for Tottenham stopped the game and like told the refs like, "Stop the game! This dude's over here dying. He needs help." Okay. And they saved him. Well, well they me, didn't save him, but EMT me, saved him. Let me play it for you because it's just it's a brutal own goal. Getting your paycheck. Oh, another ad. Capital One. MHL Park in the corners. Capital One is an even easier What's in your wallet? Which one are you going to open up first? This YouTube stuff with ads on every video is no good. What's in your wallet? It's a decent service into the penalty area. It's an own goal. Newcastle have hope. Eric Dyer couldn't decide whether to boot it out or head it. Got caught in between. And beats his own goalkeeper. So they scored inside the first two minutes and they've scored inside the final two minutes. And it's Newcastle two, Tottenham three. It's just brutal. I'll credit Jacob Murphy because he puts in an absolute Ooh, beauty of a perfect. ball. And it's undefendable. It it's header. so difficult when you don't get a shout of what's behind you. You can't make your mind up. And this is always a possibility. Oh, it's off his thigh. He doesn't know whether to head it, knee it, kick it. Comes off his knee. It's a terrible moment for Eric Dyer. <laughs> you know what? I mean, it, it's funny, and you know it's bad when the fans are laughing yep. at the guy who, who did it happen to. But man, if we were out there, <laughs> oh yeah, it would be so bad. Yeah, the very disappointing Dyer chant would get going pretty fast. So you can have your announcer do the own goal of the week. For yeah, when we have our own goals. Well, I was thinking that maybe, yeah, we we should do like, uh, since to make sure the soccer stays, especially while I'm at or near the top of the standings there, I think soccer <laughs> needs to play a major role in this podcast. Um, I'm thinking we're, we need an MPL call of the week um, 
to start mm. off the podcast. So something like this. It's a decent service into the penalty area. It's an own goal. <laughs> I'm sure Kip will appreciate that. I'm sure Kip will love it. So, uh, the fact that I was, we were, um, actually we were down at San Diego State, Kathy, uh, Kathy O'Brien Dewar's daughter, uh, Kathy's back east with her other daughter trying to get her into some Ivy League school on a gymnastics scholarship, but it was family day at San Diego State, so we were down there, and I just looked at my phone and um, while we were waiting for something, and I saw that, I, you know, because we were tied, and all of a sudden I'm up 20. It's like, shit, Tottenham own goal. <laughs> and then it was the 89th minute is the best part. At least Kip did not have to see it. He just heard about it. Oh, I'm I watched mine. I'll send him that YouTube video. Make sure he sees it. Yeah. I watched Fred kick a ball into his own net for me, so. No bueno. I like all the, the regular features with the announcer, though. This could be fun. Yeah, we can do some fun stuff with it. Now that I'm learning more and more about how to do the recording and get stuff onto the soundboard. You know, back to hockey for a second. I was just oh, looking yeah. at the scores. Is that necessary? And the Angola fart machine. Their goalies are insane. Mike Smith has 10.1 and the backup, Cam Talbot, 8.2. And he just dropped John Gibson. John Gibson. He dropped Gibson. Gibson has four point eight. He hurt. He says he's hurt. Well, day he's day. hurt. Yeah, but damn, <laughs> that's three good goalies. I would take all of them or any of them right now. And we're not even a full week into the season yet, so you can't you can't make too many rash decisions this early. Well, I disagree. I dropped two defensemen already and picked up two new defensemen. It's just too hard. It's so hard the first week that when you see a guy score and you're like, ah, I got to get that guy. All right. Well, keep your monologue going for a second so I can grab a beer. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I will drink my beer while I'm waiting for you to come back though. Mike T, I am drinking Southern Tier IPA. I th- when I bought it, I thought it was Stone IPA. Because I saw green and it, it started with an S and I saw IPA. And then when I got it home, I figured I, I saw that I was wrong. Southern tier. So, so there you go, Mike. How, There's my drink of the week. How does it rate compared to the stone that you were talking up last week? Uh, it's okay. It's, um, I think the stone's better. has a little bit more flavor to it. This is just some kind of plain, plain IPA. It's fine. It's good. Well, that brewery's, I know they had the place down on the north side, but the brewery's not in Pittsburgh, is it? The brewery, I think the brewery's someplace else. I think it's in New York. Okay. But I, I hate to say that because I know Mike's going to come flying in here with a, <laughs> with a kick if I'm wrong. That's his territory. I don't yeah. want to get on his territory. So my uh, 2020 Flaming Toad Syrah made its first public de- debut last night. We were at a... Uh, boys and girls club charity thing and so i took a bottle for our table and, i don't think uh, you should give boys or girls that wine no i didn't give either but i gave a, i took a bottle for our table and actually it went over okay so people who actually drink wine and i don't think they were being nice to me about it i think they actually thought it was okay so <laughs> there's that is anyone nice to you yeah, when you're city manager, lots of people were nice to your face. They talk shit about you constantly as soon as they leave. But um, Do any of them have podcasts that we can listen to? 
Not that I'm aware of. I have an exciting city podcast I should probably plug since it's just the two of us. I'm going to be doing a I'm going to be interviewing on Tuesday for the City of San Marcos podcast the director of the Richard Nixon Presidential Library. Mm. Yeah. It's very cool. It's a it's uh, about an hour north of here um in Yorba Linda. It's a very very cool place. It's not as the Reagan Library is like unbelievably beautiful because it's up on top of the mountain and it's got these amazing views, 360 degree views and the Nixon Library is more in a urban area, but um, um, we were Jenny and I went up there a couple three years ago, um, and uh, it's you know it's not real big, so it's a pretty quick couple hours through it, but it's very very cool. And uh, I mean, the funny thing about the whole Nixon thing was, I mean, they literally taped everything, and mm-hmm. and, and so you can listen to all these all the stuff, and so you can hear like his his call to Neil Armstrong before they went down the steps for the one small step for man. I mean, so it was literally, okay, you you got head out guys. (laughs) It's like that kind of a thing. Um, the, the conversations he was having about getting the first pandas from China. Um, and then you can listen to the, the missing 18 minutes of the Watergate tapes and you can hear the clicks. You know, they talk about the clicks of people were, were erasing stuff and you just sit on, you can just, you're listening, click, click, and then it goes quiet for two minutes, and then click, and then click. <laughs> it's like, okay, somebody was so doing something on there. They don't have the missing footage? No, well, the, yeah, that's that's gone. That was erased, right? That's why it's... Damn, that yeah. would be really Yeah, that good would be awesome if that was available. Yeah, I think they'd really make a lot of lot in the mission. Yeah. So if you have any interest in presidential libraries, let's uh, check out the City of San Marcos podcast on th- probably Wednesday when I after I do it Tuesday and edit it up and put it out, I have to actually be more professional with that one. Um, What's the connection with uh, San Marcos? There's none. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's government, why you, right? Why don't you just interview to sell Sear then? Well, well, the I, Sear. well, I try to do stuff that's sort of kind of public sector related and just to mix it up because the city business gets boring and you know, people, Every yeah, so I try to like I did the beer one um, a while back. I did the goals one, and they were tenu. The, the goals one was tenuous because the guy lives in San Marcos. Um, but yeah, so I try to throw one in every once in a while that's sort of off subject to you know, see if I can goose listenership on it. Um, and plus, it's something I'm beer, interested in. So, did the beer one and the uh, hockey one do better than the standard? business of the township one uh, yeah well it's i think that podcast is kind of it's gone like other po- I, I think it's behaved from a listenership like po- podcasts do is that you launch it sort of like this one we launched it and got like 32 <laughs> listens on the first two and now we're down to 14 very consistently we've got a hardcore fan base <laughs> <laughs> of everyone who's on this podcast yeah of, of half the podcast and then sean um and whoever else in the league uh, listens every once in a while um, hey shout out to sean for listening absolutely um uh, but um yeah so it, it i the the highest listened one was um a developer um that um is doing a project in san marcos but he did a project up in anaheim called the anaheim packing house where he took an old um, sort of turn of the century, not this century, the last one, um, orange packing Sunkist factory warehouse and made a, it's a very cool restaurant, food court, 
not retail because there's no shops in there, um, but just a really they they do really cool sort of one-off development projects. And so we had um, we had sort of wooed them. Well, that's not the right word. We had begged begged them to come down and look and do a project in San Marcos for a couple of years, and they finally agreed to do one. Um, and so I had him on, but it was kind of in the I was probably in I want to say May of last year. So it was also a lot about what his view of sort of the retail world looked like in the middle of the pandemic and how difficult it was. Cause most of his, a lot of his business revolves around restaurants and stuff like that. Um, so I think that was the highest listened one. Um, but I've got, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's more than half of what it used to be, but it's very steady there. It doesn't, it's not growing at all. And I guess that's the challenge in these things. It's people listen and say, that's, you know, I thought that was hockey and these guys talk about anything but hockey. Um, you know, we lost our, what was it, Singapore and Germany, I think it was, we had. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, presidential libraries, well, I think they're really cool. I've been to three. I've been to Nixon, um, Reagan, and Truman. Um, and uh, so I thought, what the hell, reach out to the guy and see if he's willing to do it. He's willing to do it. So I've been to the Gerald Ford Presidential Library. Okay. It's in Michigan, right? Yeah, it's in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, not far from the Grand Rapids Griffins Arena. I was say, home of the Grand Rapids Griffins with an O. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's a nice logo. It is. A, it's a good logo. They got a nice arena, too. If you uh, go, if you watch the uh, Hockey Guy uh, YouTube channel, um, he counted down his like top 400 jerseys, and he's got one of every one of them. He's the biggest hockey nerd on the planet. I've tried to get him on this podcast. Like, he's he's got a million subscribers, so he's just too big for this Damn podcast. <laughs> but um, I, the the Grand Rapper Giffins, I think, was like in his top 40 all of all all of his jerseys. NHL, AHL. I don't know if he does any junior. I don't recall him doing any junior. Where does he store all these jerseys? Oh my God, you should see the, I mean, <laughs> it's worth it to watch it just because as we're, you know, as I'm sitting here watching Dave's cat trapes around, he's got three cats that are sort of in and out of the camera when he's doing these three or four podcast or video, uh, YouTube shots a day, but he does, he's got just racks of jerseys and I, I can't imagine what the rest of the house must look like. They live, looks like they live in some suburban kind of, you know, normal house um, outside of Vancouver. Um, and, uh, but he's got, you know, he does like, he, he analyzes, he does previews of every game. He does reviews of every game. He does, uh, um, power rankings. I'm trying to think all the other shit he does. It's pretty for uh, N- NHL. Yeah. For NHL. Yeah. It's, uh, and he's, he's like, he, he, he looks, he just looks like anybody else. And he's got, he's got no, I don't know if he's got any inside information, right? I just think he's hockey twenty four seven, and so so is he married? Yeah, apparently he talks about his wife. She occasionally comes on and does a live one. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't. They've never talked about kids, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, I'm shocked. And the wife's in the hockey too, huh? Yeah, apparently. Wow, that's amazing. But I've you actually think he would have. Made him sell all his jerseys. You would think. I mean, he wears one every every shot. He, you know, so if he's doing, um, you know, if he's doing it like a the news of the day, that's another one he does. 
Um, so, um, what was it? Uh, he wore an Ottawa jersey, the other one. He'd, he'll do like five things that happened um, in the league, but when um, uh, Kachuk signed the other day, so he's wearing, you know, he wears an Ottawa. So, if he, the big news of the day, he's wearing a jersey um, for that, uh, whatever that is. Um, but actually, it's. I, I don't know that his information is good, but I think he's so dialed in and paying so close attention. I've actually probably benefited a little bit on my, not nothing this year seems to bear that out, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he's, you know, he, he seems to have some, like I said, I don't know what it is. I guess if you, if you paid attention all day, all the time, you would know stuff, right? So you say he has a million subscribers. I think so. Okay, so we need to do and steal anything we can that he does and add it to this podcast. Let me see how many. I'll get, let me see how many. I'll get another cat, so I'll have three cats as well. <laughs> we need to go video too, right? I mean, you can record this Zoom. I know. I know. And he's called the hockey guy. Oh, uh, you know, I, okay, I overestimated it. He's got hard. got everything that hockey fans might want. Hold on a second. Yeah, so you can see them. Might as well enjoy this too. So he's got uh, two hundred nineteen thousand subscribers. So I overestimated it, but it's pretty good. But, but yeah, so look at this. I mean, whatever this one is, you know, ninety-seven thousand views on that one. Um, but so you can all this stuff, and then he does. Yeah, he does these things like the career of Thomas Holmstrom. Who the hell has time to do the lifetime stats of Thomas Holmstrom? Thomas Holmstrom doesn't even care. Oh, another ad, but it's only five seconds. Oh, there's a second one. Shit. We'll skip it. Okay, we're good. That's Welcome a cool back. Detroit jersey. As promised, uh, videos on, on careers of players still going, uh, just not daily like they were during the offseason. And when I was finished with the one for Freddie Olison, I thought, you know, I should take a look at somebody from the 0-2 team, the 0-2 Stanley Cup winning Detroit Red Wings. Because why wouldn't you? <clears throat> and one that I've had a few requests for is Freddie Thomas Olsen? Holmstrom. Yes, he did. Now, Holmstrom, a number 257 pick in 1994. Yes, this is when the Detroit Red Wings were regularly hitting with late draft picks and what it was they were ahead of their time when it came to scouting in europe oh, yeah, uh, they the had the you yeah. know, uh, notes on <laughs> players that other teams hadn't heard of and so things happened uh and and getting holmstrom was a nice sneaky way of picking up a very good player who was never an all-star and this is the thing oh, you know he, holmstrom's never an all-star it's beautiful He's isn't it fame of any sort so you know what the THG this Hall guy looks like because he worked hard Maybe he was never the, the biggest Andy. player in the league or anything. Hey, what's I, I realize you guys are both on the same input because you're both coming at me through the computer. So I tried to make yeah. him quiet so I could hear you, and I couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't make that work. So sorry about that. I didn't hear what you said. He looks like he could be the older brother of Andy Banfield. Yes, ab absolutely. absolutely. I'm getting a little Banfield from him. Yep, absolutely. Although even Andy would never wear a Red Wings jersey and hat like that. So this guy, clearly this is his full-time job. I, 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 I think that he used to, he posted, this is a couple years ago. I noticed he posted a video where it looked like he worked in a warehouse, but I haven't seen anything like that in a while. I think he makes his money on YouTube. Yeah. When you get hundreds of thousands of subscribers, I think you're 
good to make money now? Yeah, Although, I mean, you, you know, that's a good question. Like, how much do you have to get? How many subscribers do you have to get to get a full time job out of the gig? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, or his wife is making decent money. But I mean, here's one. So he does one here comparing the high price contracts that Fenson have two days ago. It's got 38,000 views. So, you know, I, I, I think if you pick up, you know, what, a tenth of a cent of view for the ads that run, and, you're, and you do as many as he's done at the career of Peter Bondra. Eight and a half thousand people watched the career of Peter Bonda. Peter. I, I was one of them. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, I was. I was. Peter I was Bonda? yelling. I was yelling plunk the whole time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I don't even know how to see YouTube or how to Google search this. Like, how? What's the Google search item here? For how, him? how many subscribers do you need to make a living on YouTube? Yeah, probably yeah, something like that. Yeah. How many subscribers? And you got to sort of define making a living too. So he posted a video reviewing the Star Senators game today's Star Senators game an hour ago, and it's already got all, almost two thousand views. Do you think if I sent him my fancy roster, he'd tell me what he thought of it? So I got to po- pull this one up because you got to see what he does to review a game, and he does this for every game that's played. Yeah, I don't understand the review. Look, look at that whiteboard. All right, so just look the at one that game whiteboard. today, and it's done. So that's kind of nice, isn't it? Kind of nice to be done early in the day. Uh, tomorrow there are four games. We have the Rangers, Toronto, Seattle against Philadelphia, uh, Anaheim, Calgary, and eh, St. Louis and Arizona. I totally see the Andy thing now. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some Andy in there. So for everybody else, we're looking at a guy on who's got a whiteboard behind him with super cool magnets. Um, and he, he's got a whiteboard that's probably four feet long, three or four feet long, right? I would say that's a two by four. And it's completely full of writing. So does he watch every game then? I think I think he watch he tries to watch parts of every game, but I think he watches more parts. Something like this, I think it was the only game this afternoon, so he didn't okay. have to worry about switching back and forth. So to start earning money directly from YouTube, you must have one thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours in the past year. Oh my gosh, he kills! So if you have long videos, that's not that's not too tough. Yeah. Once they reach that threshold, they can apply for YouTube's partner program, which allows creators to start monetizing their channels. Got everything that Fox and fans might want. Shut up. Still there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's this video on Pacioretty missing six weeks. You want the inside dope on it? (laughs) Yeah, sure. You booked a cozy Verbo mountain cabin a bitch. with a kitchen where everyone can chef. But the a Verbo with a pool table will be nice, though. Morning, all. All right, so, uh, and, and I say that knowing this is my second video for today, but the first one I've recorded today. So just some injury news here is we're after the first period between Arizona and Buffalo, which is, uh, it's going to be a fun review, I'm just going to say. I know, I know it's not going to be one that everybody's clamoring to watch, but it's going to be a fun review. Uh, I'm, I'm just calling it battle tanks at this point. So, uh, Elliot Friedman is reporting that, uh, Max Patch Ready could be out up to six weeks 
for the Vegas Golden Knights, and there's been no update on, on Stone yet. So this is the one thing with them having almost a full week off between games. Uh, more time to figure out what to do, how to, how to, how to work this. But uh, six weeks, that, that's a good chunk of time, and no update on Stone yet. Uh, it's bad news for the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's it's really going to test their depth uh, going through. I mean, I know they had injuries coming into that the end of that game, anyways, but those are two really key guys that are out of the lineup. It's you know what? That's some hard hitting analysis. I, I can see why people are subscribing. I, I like I said, I've learned a few things. It's actually I probably helped me on a an occasional roster move. So those two guys apparently are good, and that's going to hurt that team. Right. <laughs> and I'm wearing a Vegas jersey, and I'm wearing a Vegas hat. And it's more than either of us knew about it, right? Oh, yeah. That, he's got way more than I do. At least he knows how to say his name. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll introduce a, a weekly hockey guy bit into the podcast, too. <laughs> oh, my God. How many videos does he have? He, he must oh have my like God. thousands, right? Yeah, thousands. I don't know if there's a way when you look at the channel to figure out how many. Well, how about about? <laughs> you should. I should say a boot. A boot. Yeah. Oh wow! So you can make money doing this. What? What are? What are we doing wrong here? <laughs> you didn't think I invested in a podcast thing to like not trying to make money at some point when I'm done working. <laughs> Jack, we need more uh, histories of Peter Bondra on this podcast and Thomas Holmstrom. You know, it pisses me off that I didn't keep track of like the three stars of every MHL trip game we went to. Cause those would be awesome video montages of um, let's do the review of the, did John Tavares uh, in March of whatever year that was playing for Oshawa? Uh huh. He probably could find it online. Probably. We could find like a box score. Yeah. I can't I find any. Of, I can't find any of the MOHL stuff. Ah. Uh, right. It's like it never happened. It's like it never happened. I like the history of Jean Pierre talking to underage girls who happen to be. <laughs> beauty queens of their small cities in Canada. I, I'd like a breakdown of that. There's a picture somewhere. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he made me take a picture. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go get a picture with her. Take, take a picture. <laughs> Should we make everybody listen to the career of Freddie Olof Olofsson? Please. It's, no, it's nine minutes. It's nine minutes you know and 40 sec, four seconds long. Tim might like it. Didn't he have Fred Olson? Yeah, Olson? but do you think Tim listens to the podcast? No. Oh, so. Uh. All right. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch it, but so does he ever do um, videos on just his jerseys? Yeah. So here's one. Uh, jersey countdown, 21 to 30. <laughs> he, I, he counted down from like 400. I'm going to scroll okay. down. Let me keep Can scrolling through. Here's jersey countdown. His number one jersey. Uh, his number one jersey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do I, you know I, what it is? I know what it is. Yeah. Damn it. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm a dedicated subscriber. What is the number one jersey? Oh well. Here we go. Let me. I'll, let me at least. Here's the video. I'll. I'll fast forward. Oh fuck! More ads. <laughs> 
Every video is an ad. That's why he's making money. Morning, all. So, oh, oh, he had a Pittsburgh jersey in his top ten. Oh, it's the blue one yep. with the strings. So we'll we'll play that part for everybody. I, I think that could be a huge seller. He's got a shirt. Look at the and I'm THG, the hockey eventually. guy. It has to happen, right? Eventually, he's got merch too. Number five. Yeah. Number four. Uh, number four is the 2008 Winter Classic uh, Pittsburgh. This is a large. Uh, in Reebok replicas, a large isn't that big of a deal. Uh, the uh, the Reebok <laughs> Premiers slash replica jerseys. Uh, the the larges are. I mean, they're obviously bigger than the mediums, but I don't find it's that that big of a difference comparatively speaking with some of the other brands. And again, when you wait as long for a jersey as I did for this one, uh, it's it's fine. That's fine. So uh, eventually I got this one off eBay. It didn't cost me that much. I mean, in relative terms, you're going to be spending some money on, on any kind of Reebok at this stage. I mean, look at the jerseys in the background. That wasn't used often, of not yeah. for very long. Probably not produced uh, in, in the same numbers as your they all standard look home away jersey. So, yeah, this one gets to number four. Uh, I love the colors. I love the design. I think it's fantastic. This is what Pittsburgh, of course, wore their uh, second year through about fourth or fifth year because the first year they just had the word mark across the front. The owner didn't want a penguin on the front of it. But once they did, they were they were pretty popular. And there you go, number four. All right. Well, we made he, number four. That's he, loves the, he loves the Kings. Okay. Oh, the Coyotes, number two. Is it like a third jersey there? No. Jersey like a pur- that purple third jersey. Through a month and a half of videos, Oops. we reached the. It is, uh, yeah, it is number two. Really, really close to number one, but it's not there. Oh, the Kings are number well, two. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. Through all the jerseys, through a month and a half of videos, we reached the pinnacle, the top of the mountain, and it's the Space Coyote. It is the purple <laughs> reverse retro. Arizona Coyotes jersey. There you see Arizona '98 uh, with your 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 space gecko, space salamander on the shoulder, and uh, you've got your your space desert down here along with the moon. And I agree with it's people that very say cool that jersey, eventually this crescent cool moon should be used in a more prominent manner on an Arizona jersey. Whether that's a third, whether it's somehow factored more into this into the I do the, like the, the Atlanta Flames hat. I, I think that's a nice. Yeah. Uh, logo that they have there and yeah so the arizona coyotes finish first doesn't okay i have a question did the um nordiques or hartford whalers jersey make it in there at all oh yeah they were all over the place Uh, a top 10 um uh, let me zip through because those are two jerseys I, i would oh he has a ducks he likes the ducks he likes yeah. the Kings. I like that Kings jersey too, the Shield one. He Actually, has two Kings jerseys I, in the top ten. I had that jersey. I had a game worn Rob Blake of that jersey he's holding up that my friend Buck gave me. Um, I gave it to somebody else. I forget who, but that's a cool. Ottawa jersey. Nice. I like that Ottawa jersey too. Yeah. Yep. So I think. Penguins, and then I think it was Jets and Kings again. So top 10, no. Nordiques and... Uh, Morning, all. <laughs> but he had definitely, there were uh, lots of Whalers and Nordiques yeah. in the in the list. And they were pretty high up. 
Okay. My, my family, my family just is cracked up when they come downstairs and I'm sitting and watching this guy. They're like, "Oh, him again." I'm like, "It's a, it's a mindless. It's ten minutes of, of whatever." <laughs> I, I don't watch hardly any regular TV anymore. So, stream eighty. Pause you don't watch the NFL, but you watch the hockey guy on YouTube. Yeah, I watch the hockey guy. Hey, you support small business. I do. I, I support internet entrepreneurs because we're one. That jersey, that one right there, I like that jersey, the Tucson Roadrunner one. Okay. That's a cool jersey. Anyway, Didn't so. we talk about going to a Tucson Roadrunner game? Well, we talked about it is um, we, were, we were talking about doing an MHL trip slash Nesba draft to spring training. Yeah. And do the Arizona, the Tucson Phoenix thing in 2020. Obviously, it didn't happen. Stupid COVID. Yep, COVID. But we got North Dakota out of it, so it worked out. All right. Well, we, 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 we pulled off an hour, just the two of us, with lots of uh, fun new options for major features going forward. So This was a fascinating walk down the hockey guy's lane here. <laughs> uh, what's the score of the Steelers game? No idea. Okay, good. I'm behind in my uh, I'm behind in my Q league, but I had a couple guys going one tonight, one tomorrow, so I should be. Oh, you teased some kind of Cufa news. Oh, what I did tease Cufa news. That's right. So the What's Q, that? the Cufa news was that, uh, and and Jerry's like, oh, here it comes. I can just I can hear Jerry if he listens to the podcast saying, here it comes. Uh, so I, I've had the only undefeated team in the league's history. So the league's been it's it, it's lo- it's older than the MHL. By a couple years, um, you know, well, at least a couple, maybe three or four. So it's like 31 years old. Well, it's probably 34, 35. Um, Whoa. Yeah, because I got in it before I got it. We started MHL, and I wasn't an original owner in it. So okay. you know, for Alfred to ever show up on the podcast, you could tell us how old Kufa really is. But um, anyway, so I had the undefeated season in twenty in 2000 um, and you know, won the championship. So it was the only undefeated well, there's only that's the only undefeated regular season, and sort of like the Miami Dolphins of '72, right? They were for the longest time. Right. So Jerry was the last undefeated team in Kufa this year, and he got whacked last weekend. So, so do you do like the Miami Dolphins? Do you crack open a bottle of champagne and uh, smoke a cigar? I don't smoke the cigar, but I, I have done the champagne thing, and I and I usually get obnoxious on the Kufa site, but. Cufa is the least, and I don't mean this as a criticism of Ralph, it's just the way that league has evolved. It's the least social league. So I can put as much fun stuff as I want up on the message board. I'll get no reaction to it at all. So I sort of thrown in the towel on trying to be the the entertainment of the of the football league. So I figured I'd save it for the podcast and say sorry, Jerry, that you lost last week. But yeah, well, better <laughs> luck next year. <laughs> Ralph's got the best team by far. And he lost two weeks ago. So Jerry and I were Ralph were both three and zero, oh, I think. And then I lost two in a row, and Ralph lost one, and then Jerry <laughs> lost. So, so no undefeated team in Cufa again. So the two thousand, what was my name? SoCal wombats with hemorrhoids, or something like that, or wombats with fish tacos. That's it. Wombats with fish tacos are still the only undefeated championship team in Cufa history. So. Did the Wombats change their name frequently? Uh, we changed when we moved. Well, I was, yeah. Well, when 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 I came into that league, I was with Greg as a partner. And so we had a deal. I said, I'll run the team. You pick the name. 
A mistake. <laughs> so we were the municipal molesters. Uh, of course you were. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Wow. That was a shocking name choice. Um, and then Greg and I, um, somebody else left the league, and then that's when we split, and we each took a team. You know, we each had our own team. He took the new team, I think. Um, and I went through over – I'm trying to remember all my team names. I was the – it was the mongoose sushi for a while. I don't know where that came from. I kind of liked it though. Um, and then I moved to the SoCal wombats with hemorrhoids. I don't know what that was about either. <laughs> and then I and then I moved out here and I, I replaced hemorrhoids with fish tacos. And then okay, that makes sense. And then when we moved up north, I was the well, no, I was the SoCal surf daddy wombats. That's an, actually might still be what the name is. I don't even. The name was like so long. Um, and I just did that to piss Ralph off because it's hard to put in CBS with really long names. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then when I moved up north, I was the NorCal Wine Daddy something or others. I forget what. But now I'm the SoCal Surf Daddy Wombats with Fish Tacos. I think that's what my football team's name is. Go by Wombats. So when you split with Greg, did Greg keep the molester's name for his team? No, Greg... Um, the Greg, I think it was the turbo moles. That's where turbo started. Remember it okay. was the vibrating turbos. Yeah. I think, the, I think he was the turbo moles. So he kept the moles of the molesters and added turbos. I think that's what his first, I could pull the CUFA site up. I've plugged it a lot on this podcast over the time. It probably has the history. Um, and isn't Jerry, the Imperial turbos. Jerry is the Imperial Turbos, yeah. Jerry's stuck on that Imperial thing. Huh. So they both had Turbos in there. Yeah. Sort of like when Jerry and Jim Pritchard shared the same logo when it was the Upper Deckers and the Implants. Because remember, he was partners with Greg, and he did this, He made the same mistake. He said, I'll do the team, and you take the name. And Greg said, what are the Implants? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I wanted. I remember shooting a tennis ball at pictures of press in the past. So, yeah. and yet it always ended up as the upper deckers logo. Always ended up as the upper deckers. So there's here. Let me share you. Uh, I've never seen the Cufa site. Oh, it, this is this is so. This isn't the CBS site. This is the separate site that Ralph keeps with the history of the league. Ooh. <laughs> So 1989, first season. Wow. Yeah. Isn't this? So we, we started 92, so it's like four years old. Yeah. So okay. this is why I suck, because I don't have any of this for us. So you, you click on a year. Wait, I mean, it's not, those aren't just, those are links. Those aren't just leaders. So we'll click on 2000, because that's what we're talking about with my championship undefeated season. And then you get the standings of the year. Here I am. 13 and 0. Top who the owners were. How the wow. Q I know it's insane. I, I I I it's just unbelievably fantastic. It's I mean, you have to be willing to do it, right? And just keep it up. Once you do it, you whenever year he started this, which was a long time ago, you know, he just has to keep adding to it now, which I'm not minimizing, but it's just so much work. You know, when uh if you go on the Heath Ledger celebrity death yeah, pool site. Moles. 
if you go on the death poll site, you, you can go in the history and then see the top winners and not to this level of detail. This is really impressive. Well, so, and I'll, so get ready for more impressive. So then I come up to my team, click on my team. I get my all time record. Wow. All my, all my team records. Oh, there's, yeah, there's all my names. (laughs) Wow. My best players. Wow. I know. Well, I remember he had a Billy Goat page similar to this with all of our career stats. Um, All right, let me back up and let's see. Because that was always fun to look at. Yeah, I don't know if he... Yeah, I don't think he kept Billy Goat with this. He's got the Elks Golf League, which I've never looked at. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he's got the, the Billy Goat stuff is left anywhere. Um, Can we look at the Elks Golf League? Yeah. Let's see how they're doing this year. I don't even know what I'm looking at. <laughs> There's a lot of data. There's so, so it's, many it's, names. So in- it's wow! It's every match of the week for eight, 19 weeks. So here in week 19, Jerry and Ralph. Um. I think that means they lost. Looks like Ralph beat Jerry that day. Uh, they're partners. They're, they're, they play teams, so they're partners. Oh, they're partners. So I, I'm assuming they were against these guys, and they lost eight to six. I'm assuming that's what that means. Wow. How many years does this go back? Uh, I don't know. This is one season, I think. Yeah, that's week one. God bless you, Ralph. God bless you, Ralph. It's amazing, and... It's actually something to be really proud of because it's a ton of work. And that makes you feel really bad as a commissioner. Every, every time I look at it, I'm like, ah, I suck. (laughs) So I have a podcast instead. It's very ephemeral. doesn't require any, (laughs) it's an hour or so a week. I upload it. I, you know, I bitch about the hour or two I have to edit. (laughs) Uh, Shit. Nice. Um, Yeah. And then there's all record stuff too. So you you see everybody's all-time record. I'm second overall, which Don Autry is. Remember Don from baseball? He yeah. Was the, yeah, the Sharks. Wow. The uh, There's all how much money you won mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's why you kept your day job. Yeah. I, I, how did I? Ralph passed me. Wow. I haven't been very good in football. I've I've been okay in football the last few years. Well, you're pretty good for a guy who doesn't watch any football. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I, you know, I don't like football, so. <laughs> That's why you're in the football league. So, I've got three. So, I'm, so, Ralph has four. Ralph's got the most. It's amazing how commissioners do that. We complain uh-huh. about being commissioners, but there is an advantage to being a commissioner, I think. You know, over time, you you just see players come and go, and you, you just, you're paying, you're paying that much more attention than everybody else, right? Yeah. <laughs> So there's 16 teams. There's one team called the Tater Tots. Yes. Tim Mc- why? I don't know why he's called the Tater Tots. It seems odd. So I got to find the first year for us. So let's see. Okay, there we are. The Municipal Molesters, 7 and 9. <laughs> and that, Last let me place. see if that was our first year. That was our first year. Yeah. Yeah, we took over the Pigs. The Pigs guy quit. I don't know who it was. I think it was this, maybe this Wayne Benson guy because everybody else, everybody else's name I recognize. Um, yeah, so Greg and I the joined. Rump yeah, that was Ralph. 
Well, Ralph was women in lingerie when we started. Yeah, too. He's, there's a, there's there's an angle there. He's uh, he's evolved. <laughs> he got woke. He's woke. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, well, let me find out when. Let me see when. So we were still together there at eight and six. So oh no no. So Greg did keep municipal molesters because there I am there. So Greg cut municipal molesters and then eventually. Turbo moles. Turbo moles. Yep. All right. So, so that's Kufa. That's Kufa. So we hit all the bases on this podcast. That's for sure. That's right. We we really got around. Yeah, we did. All right. It's been an hour. Call it a day. End this. Hey, all good right. luck with Connor Hellebuck getting out. Yeah, of the just basement. Just lose a game with only giving three goals against would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right see you later bye-bye well, well,